Welcome back to Pastor Plex Podcast. So glad all of you are joining us from around the globe. Uh, we love to talk faith, culture, and everything in between. I'm your host, Pastor Plex, and with me in studio is none other than Jacob Lalden, trusty intern here at Wells Branch Community Church. What's up? And then also we have none other than Nicole Super Trooper, uh, whose fantasy football team is actually doing fairly well this year uh, for her first go. Number three in our league. Yeah, way to go. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah, it is very impressive. I, I wish I could have joined that league. Yeah, you we know, all started way too soon. Intern got here too late. <laughs> so should have been on it, Jacob. Yeah. So hey, we're gonna talk. We're gonna recap uh, last week's sermon and uh, just talking about joy. And uh, the the primary sort of thing is that God wants us to have joy, obviously at Christmas, but we resist joy. There's a part of our hearts that says that kind of gets down. We think maybe God's not thinking about my joy, joys for the people who've got together, or we're so fo- focused on the pain of our past, we can't get to joy. And what, one of the things I brought up uh, was that we've been freed from sin. And I know that um, when you talk about freedom from sin, if you are a Christian, this is something that you, you celebrate and you get it and Easter becomes really powerful and obviously Christmas then. Uh, and it becomes really special because God has redeemed us, saved us from the darkness of our heart. Um, in other words, the war with sin is finished. And I love that thought. And what kind of one of the primary ideas I brought up was uh, a World War II picture that, that came up of you know, New York City, everyone yelling, screaming, pandemonium breaking out at the end of World War II. Um, and, and we really haven't seen like a worldwide global end like that where everyone was in the streets celebrating. Uh, have we since really then? No, not really. Yeah, I don't think so. Well, the Berlin Wall coming down. Yeah, that was pretty big. That was pretty big. But I don't, I don't think there was like people celebrating in the streets over that. Not, not quite like this. Not quite like this, no. Well, at least not here. I'm sure in, in Berlin, Germany, sure. in Berlin, it was a lot different. But what was cool about this is that around the globe, you saw freedom from sin, darkness. Uh, not, not sin. Freedom from evil. And that's why I was saying, like, there is the... the, uh, the a similar sort of joy, or way more so, that, that Jesus has finished... Um, has finished the war with sin for us and we can walk in freedom. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I love this picture because I remember, you know, growing up, you know, I knew that Jesus Christ came and he died for my sins and he He paid the price and I would spend eternity with um, God because of my belief in Jesus Christ being who he said he is. But I didn't understand that he broke the chains that sin had on me, that I was free, yeah. that the war on sin was over. And so as I really started to pursue Christ in my 20s and, and I understood that, I was in the streets shouting for joy just like this picture showed. You're and talking so, like in your 20s, like you're now 30, you're like 25. I'm 25, yeah, so. But it was, <laughs> it was, still, it was still in my 20s that I <laughs> came fair. to that realization. You, it was like in your teens and 20s when you were dealing like a trooper on the streets. Yeah, so man, it was like 16 to 23. I was uh, in the suburbs of Atlanta and in in the actual city of Atlanta, doing drugs, uh, selling drugs, and, and that was all money. I knew. What? And making lots of money. Oh yeah, lots of money. It was, um, yeah, it was uh, it's a lifestyle for some. 
Yeah, that that is in and like when I think about your story, it's just sort of wild. But there's this repentance aspect that Isaiah gets to of like making all the rough. I love this because I think there's a physical aspiration that um, Isaiah writes about. There's a voice crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And John the Baptist says the same thing in Luke 3. But he uses one phrase in Isaiah 40, verse 4, and also in uh, Luke 3. Every valley shall be lifted up, every mountain and hill be made low. The uneven ground shall become level. And so what you would do with a dignitary who would come through the city, uh, you would you know, smooth out the potholes <laughs> uh, and you would make it um, easier so that you know, the motorcade didn't tip over or uh, roll. And so you have that, but when, when Jesus comes into your heart, there's a repentance aspect that he is going to do, which I, I really love that. But you have to accept it uh, of that. You have to accept it. And um, the cool part about that, I thought, is there's repentance from self-glory to God's glory that brings great joy. And I think the picture I used to um, show this is in the Army-Navy game, there was a picture that I, uh, that is just really cool of it, the camera of the CBS went on the, the West Point cadets and there's this guy screaming at the top of his lungs <laughs> and he has not played a down. Uh, he probably never will play a down. He's probably like five, eight, uh, you know, 150 pounds. And he's a, probably a sweet kid. That's, you know, 19, 20 years old. And he is just all into this game and there is great adulation and joy over the victory and his his joy comes from not what he has done, but in glorying in the army team. And I think that's a picture of what we are to experience. That when you take your when your joy comes from your worship of God as opposed to worship yourself or worship of anything else, that's when you experience the the joy that God has intended for us. I actually this was probably my <clears throat> my favorite part of the sermon on Sunday. Um First of all, the picture is just the greatest, but it really, like, it really, really hit me um, when you when you illustrated it this way of like not not just like us ta- like taking joy and glorying God, but mm. like what you said when like he hasn't he hasn't played a down, right? But he's still reaping the joy of the win. Mm. Like Jesus is the one that sacrificed for us on the cross, and we we reap the joy of that victory. Mm-hmm. Um, so it kind of had a, for me, it kind of had a, like a twofold meaning in that, in that way. And I just thought that that was really, first of all, what a great way to illustrate how convenient that this game was this weekend. <laughs> uh, I was hoping that I'd have a, I'd have a win to be able to, it was, it would have been very bad. I, I didn't do very well at being self-controlled and at the first half I was okay. And then second half I started calling the army team idiots and you know, like, why would you do that? I didn't, I, I needed to repent. Uh, and my sons were like, daddy, you got very upset at the TV. Um, <laughs> I was like, uh, I felt really bad about it. Anyway. Yeah. I, I had a buddy of mine, a West Point buddy of mine. He's like, I can't watch the army Navy game with anybody. I am too dark of a human being. And I was like, Oh yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, it, it's Interesting. just it's too personal. It, it, it's too it, it gets on the inside, and you're just like, oh. But yeah, it's it's glory, and we do this with our favorite sports here. I, 
I don't, I, men probably get this, and I, I, men, women, uh, get this with their favorite sports heroes. Like when they win, you win. But yeah. it, what what is something that, is there anything like in your world of woman world that is like, um, like you glory when that person does well? And I, I don't know if it's, is there anything celebrity wise that you get into or anything like that? I don't really follow celebrities. Mm, um, just so much better than the rest of us. I just really think that that's, I don't understand it. I don't, they're normal people like the rest of us. I'm not going to watch Kim Kardashian go through the grocery store like that. I don't know. So there's nothing that you get excited about that you, like, their win is your win other than Jesus? Um, I do actually get really excited about sports. Really? Okay, yes, well, that's I great. do. Um, so I mean, what, my family is a football family, so... What, what, when, what uh, sport did you watch growing up? Football. Okay. Football and baseball. Did you so, have a favorite team? Um, well, it was always UT. Okay. And my dad is a really big Dallas Cowboys fan. Oh, so, fun. So, you know, I mean, the Cowboys haven't been great for a while, so... Yeah, they haven't. It's um, been long, long, So that's always long a disappointment. Road. But... Uh, but didn't you grow up near stretch. Houston? I did, yeah. So why UT? Because I would think A and M. I um my my family's just full of UT fans. I don't. So, nobody even went there. Oh, that's interesting. So <laughs> yeah. when you when you when you chose college because you went to UT, I did. And yeah. was it because was that a like your history of just sort of cheering for UT kind of? I mean, UT was on the list because um, well, it's it was a great a, school. It's a great school. It was a state school, but I was going for history, so I could literally go. Anywhere. Anywhere. Not not hmm. really AM. Were you gonna be a librarian? No, I wanted to be a diplomat. Hey. Yeah. You kind of are you diplomat. are an ambassador. I know. Of Christ. Of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's different. I wanted to go into politics and stuff, and that's a different story. But Wow. Yeah. So I, Vote I, for Nicole. We're learning new things here all the time. <clears throat> I would love to hear what what was your platform? Uh I was a little more progressive. Oh, wow. Back hmm. then than I am now. What happened? Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so you were a progressive girl. Just in common sense. And then you... <laughs> <laughs> and you flipped. I did. Well, what? I grew up conservative, so my parents are very, very, very conservative. Oh. Um, and I'm still even probably a little bit more moderate than they are. Okay. But, All right. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's pretty fun. I had no idea. Well, that's, that's exciting. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh... So we have a conservative person and a drug dealer in the studio today, <laughs> uh, which is pretty fun. All right. Uh, former drug dealer. All right. Let's not. <laughs> right. Got to be real specific yeah. about that. <clears throat> all right. So one of the things that, that we sort of land the plane on is that all our current tears will be replaced by comforting joy and Jesus is going to wipe away every tear. And the thing that I, I, I thought was interesting about that is my son, Austin, growing up and, and maybe you guys can think of stuff from your past and, and maybe when you think about your past there's still tears that need to be wiped away um but austin had severe reflux which just means for those of you without children uh you don't just get a kid that sleeps in the night you sometimes you you know you get issued a kid from god that does not sleep and he has reflux and he's colicky and he screams all night long and you have a million different ways to handle that. You know, the cry it out method, the, you know, go visit him every 10 minutes method, something in between. And, you know, for a while we were on the cry it out method and he would just go for a couple of hours. And we were just like, oh, it was brutal. And, um, uh, and uh, there's probably wonders if that, that gave him anxiety over time. So uh, about a couple of weeks ago, you're like, hey, Austin, do you remember how much you cried when you were like, a baby, one, two, two and a half years old. And he's like, no, no memory whatsoever. I had to sort of inform him of how bad it was 
for him. And I think that might be of, of when, the, when, a, when our pain is wiped away, it's not like that God is going to make you not remember anything. I think it's more like God makes, he consoles you so much. You can see the good that came out of it. Kind of like the footprints in the sand poem. Yeah. Um, if that makes sense. I love that poem. I, yeah. It's one of my favorites. Um, so yeah, I think that's what it's like. Um, and so when, when you have some big T trauma or even small T trauma that you're dealing with, and it may feel like you're never going to get over that. I want to challenge you that your hope isn't in um, your ability for the counseling, the therapist. Your hope is in Jesus and that all your tears mm-hmm. will be wiped away. Every single, he, he's going to account for every single tear. I really love that. Um, and that resonated with me this Sunday. And it brought me to a verse, actually, Psalm 16, 11. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And that middle line there, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. It's not some joy. It's not, you'll be bawling your eyes out, but it'll be okay. It's, right. There's fullness of joy, lacking in nothing in his presence. Um, and that just gives me hope. And, and even here on this earth, it just reminds me like, just lay down at his feet, just give it up to him. Love it. Yeah. And he's never failed me. Yeah. He know he never, ever fails, which I, I do love that. All right. Um, let's see. All right. I think that's going to, we're going to do a sermon. Re- that's the sermon recap podcast that we're going to, I think we're going to wrap that up. Any other thoughts on uh, on that particular talk? No, I think you illustrated it really well. All right. It was a yeah. good one. All right. Well, hey, listen, if you have any questions that you want to text us in, make sure uh, you do that, 737-231-0605. And make sure you share, subscribe, do all the things on your whatever platform you're listening, watching this on. Uh, would really love for us to kind of take this thing to the next level gl- going global as we um, uh, walk through God's great love for us and his great joy. And I guess I sh- probably should have shared what scripture we went over, which was Isaiah chapter 40. Um, but that's where Isaiah 40 and then Luke 3 meshed together. And that was kind of a fun moment. That was really cool. Yeah, I, I think sometimes we, for, I, at least I forget that as a Bible, I'm a Bible scholar person, I guess, as a pastor. And so I think I forget how normal it is for me to just go like, oh yeah, Luke 3, that actually comes from Isaiah 40 and here's what it's talking about. And that's in uh, chapters 40 through 66 of Isaiah is like the future hope of, for the Messiah and chapters one through 39 is contemporary Judah and their struggle and battle against Assyria, Israel and Syria. And so that can be a little challenging if you didn't know that. And so I I do enjoy kind of opening up the scriptures to explain how the book of Isaiah is like a mini Bible uh, pointing to the hope of Jesus. And um, yeah, I'd love to know just from your your guys' perspective from like, I don't know, the untrained eyes, so to speak. Does that excite you or tell me me more about that in in terms of um, opening up Isaiah and wrapping your head around it? So I think anytime you, whether it's Isaiah or Daniel or, you know, Chronicles or Leviticus or whatever, anytime you show where the New Testament references the Old mm. Testament and how the Old Testament the whole time has been pointing to Jesus, yeah. is just really, really beautiful because it just hardens this, this fact that God 
never fails. God's plan will always come true and God never changes. Um, and I love it when you do that. Okay. And when you add those like bits of like, those like cool facts of like, oh, the Bible, 66 books, Isaiah, 66 chapters. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think it's just kind of like fun. It is fun. I love your Chris voice. <laughs> oh, the Bible. Yeah. That, was, that was great. <laughs> I didn't realize I sounded like that, but all right. Uh, you don't. That's just my very poor impersonation. Of you. Okay. <laughs> That's good. I really like how, you know, Back then, you know, when they're writing Luke, they turned to Scripture. Right. And in the same way today, we, we're to turn to Scripture. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like it, it, it's a new thing that started with us. Like, as they were writing the New Testament, they had Scripture as well. And, and that's where, you, you know, they look to God's Word. Yeah. Um, that's good, man. Well, man, I really appreciate that. Uh, so, listen— we, we're here at Pastor Plex Podcast, talk faith, culture, and everything in between. Make sure you send us a message to tell us what you're thinking and any other questions you might have. So from our house to yours, have an awesome week.